We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ready? Down! Put, 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 put! This is the Bear Report Podcast. With Zach Pearson, Zach Pearson, and Aaron Lemming, Aaron Lemming, providing extensive coverage of the Chicago Bears. Go Bears! Presented by Blue Wire Pods. And now, here are your hosts, Zach Pearson and Aaron Lemming. What's up, Bears fans? This is your host, Zach Pearson from the Bear Report. And before we get into this special episode of the Bear Report podcast, I just want to make sure that you are subscribed on all major podcasting platforms to the Bear Report podcast. It really help out the podcast a lot. Please rate, review, subscribe on all major podcasting platforms. Helps us deliver the best content that we can. Now, when we get into this episode, we're going to do a big free agent episode here coming in the next day um, as a live stream and a podcast. I'll be joined by Usaid Koshal and Andrew Freeman of the Bear Report. But before that, we want to kind of give you guys um, a chance to see where the Bears stand here in free agency with that just being under a week away. Um, you know, with the free agency periods every year, there's a lot of questions about cap space, um, what the Bears can do, what they're going to be targeting, how much money can they really you know save by cutting some players how much they actually really have in cap space so I thought it was a great idea to have Brad Spielberger on of Pro Football Focus to kind of answer some of those questions and give us an outlook as to where the Bears stand here with just a few days in the free agency Brad is one of the best in the business he's been on the podcast before always a great guest and I talked with the combine as well as he offered up some insight you know not only in free agency but maybe this Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus era and where he thinks it's going and where NFL executives and other people around the league think it's going it's a really good interview Um, we'll get into that here in a second it's about 25-30 minutes long and then we'll be back with another free agency episode here in the coming days and then when free agency finally kicks off next week We'll have one big episode, and then Aaron and I will do some mini ones if we have to, if the Bears do make a big signing. But once again, I just wanted to thank everyone for listening. Um, Please rate, review, and subscribe on all major podcasting platforms. And again, here's Brad Spielberger of Pro Football Focus to give you some insight on free agency ahead of the start of it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, 
and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And now joining us here on the Bear Report podcast is Brad Spielberger. He is a salary cap analyst at Pro Football Focus. He's here to kind of give us a breakdown of everything free agency regarding the Chicago Bears and what the roster could look like, uh, you know, for Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus. Brad, thanks again for joining us, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, so I guess we got to start with something that's non-Bears related, but um, a big day in the NFL. And one of the big moves was Aaron Rodgers returning to the Green Bay Packers, uh, Pat McAfee, Ian Rapport, and then Rodgers even tweeted something later on um, that he is returning. The number floated out there is, what, four years, $200 million. So I guess my question is to you, um, how did Green Bay do this? How does it set them up for cap now? And then what's their cap situation going to look like, let's say, in three to four years? Yeah, so it is a four-year, $200 million extension with $153 million in total guarantees, which are obviously some massive numbers. But I don't know if folks get confused a lot when I say this, but they're going to lower his cap hit in 2022. He was scheduled to have a $46.6 million cap hit this season. They'll probably lower that by $15 million plus. Um, and, and that was his stated goal, was he wanted to be paid commensurate with his skill. He's a back-to-back MVP. Um, but he did want to help the club to clear cap space in 2022 and 2023 so the team could try to keep around guys like wide receiver Devontae Adams and others. So it, it's definitely pushing money down the line. It will make things more complicated in 2024 and beyond. But at the end of the day, as we see with the New Orleans Saints and, and Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Tom Brady and Drew Brees, who cares, right? I mean, do whatever you can to win with your franchise quarterback now. Figure out the rest later. Well, and with that being said, you know, kind of looking at Rodgers coming back, Devontae Adams getting tagged, they still got a lot of free agents, right? And obviously they're still not under the cap and there's going to there's gonna be some moves to kind of make to get them under the cap. I mean, I'm not looking for exact number here, but just in terms of what you've seen from the Packers in terms of what they can do, what do you expect them to be able to do this offseason? Are we talking little signings? Are we talking being able to re-sign like a Devondre Campbell? Or are they really going to be that strapped uh, moving forward in this offseason? Yeah, so the thing is that their general approach is to never spend on external free agents in the first place. So when they brought the Smith brothers in, that was kind of a a, a true change in their entire philosophy. You look back over the past decade, even the past five years, them and the Pittsburgh Steelers are kind of an outlier in any analysis I do in terms of money spent on external guys. So from that perspective, I don't think they're super concerned. I do know they really want linebacker Devondre Campbell back, and he's looking to get around $9 to $11 million per year, and that may become difficult. But if they just move on from two players and Randall Cobb and Zadarius Smith, they clear about $22 million in more cap space. And already they're getting pretty close to net even. So long story short, to answer your question, I think it's going to be more about extensions for guys in their building. 
taken care of, you know, also pending free agents in their building. And, and yes, probably sitting out almost entirely the external free agent market. But again, that's kind of been their MO historically. And when looking at the Bears here, they're in a little bit of a different situation. They're not really ready to contend and be a legit threat in the NFC. But it's also a very important offseason because it is the first Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus. In your eyes, your projections, how do you expect Ryan Poles to kind of navigate this free agency um, here in 2022? Will it be an aggressive one for him? Maybe, um, you know, one big splash signing, a couple little splashes here and there. What's kind of your take on what they're going to do here in the next couple of weeks? Yeah, you know, I think they are going to be aggressive. I think they're going to explore a lot of deals and have a lot of conversations. But I would be surprised with one big splash. I think maybe we'll see a couple intermediate splashes. I think because this staff they put built together, you know, has people from all across the NFL. Obviously, GM Ryan Poles with the Kansas City Chief Connections. Assistant GM Ian Cunningham comes over for the Philadelphia Eagles, also spent time with the Ravens. Matt Eberflus, the head coach, of course, was the Colts defensive coordinator, also spent time in Dallas. And offensive coordinator Luke Getze coming from the Green Bay Packers. So even just that list of teams and some of the guys they have up for free agents, all those clubs – minus the Eagles really, have a lot of guys that are going to hit the market. So I think it's interesting if they just lean on those connections, if that's their approach to free agency. But yeah, long story short, I think the mid-tier guys, guys that could sign for, you know, eight to 10 million per year, I think they'll try to do that at wide receiver. I think they'll try to do that at offensive line. And I think they'll start there, maybe a couple smaller pieces on defense. But look, I don't expect them to sit this out at all. I think they're trying to be at least a wild card competitor in 2022. Okay, so with that being said, you know, and that's kind of been the debate, and I'm sure you've followed this quite a bit on Twitter as well, the debate of, you know, Ryan Poles has talked about being in the second and third waves of free agency. But the reason that he's talked about that is because those are the questions that he's been asked. He's never been directly asked, are you going to be active in the first wave? Are you going to do this? Are you going to do that? So kind of looking at these, you know, this this mid-tier level of free agents, which frankly, a lot of these dudes are, at least on the list I've got. I know you always work really hard and kind of putting together some free agent contract projections, stuff like that. So you're talking about these eight to $10 million a year guys. Who fits, and especially at receiver and offensive line, because I know th- there was that weird report that come out uh, earlier. I can't even remember who it was from that, you know, Marquez Valdez Scantling could be a, a target for the Bears. I think that's just lazy ties more than anything. But who falls in that eight to $10 million range at wide receiver and offensive line that could actually make this team better? Yeah, so Valdez Scantling, of course, like you said, maybe that's just folks, you know, connecting him to offensive coordinator Luke Getze, who's with the Packers. But I think he could be on their radar. You know, it's hard to find six foot four guys that can run four three five. So maybe he's someone they take a look at. But guys in that range. I mean, I think it sounds like Christian Kirk may price himself out now. The Arizona Cardinals wide receiver had some conversations with folks this past week in Indianapolis that think he could approach. 13, 14 million dollars per year. And seeing Mike Williams extension with the Chargers come in at three years, 60 million, um, you know, that person is probably correct. So, you know, uh, there are other names in that area. I think if you also look at tight end, obviously the three marquee guys got franchise tagged and Mike Kosicki, David Njoku and Dalton Schultz. But there's a ton of names there. Maybe a guy like Tyler Conklin with the Minnesota Vikings. Maybe even if you want to go lower down the list, uh, you know, you, you could really, you know, I mean, there's so many names there of potential free agents 
I think you can find a name, maybe not a flashy name, but someone that could come in and make a contribution right away. Name that comes, another name that comes to mind at tight end is Anthony Ferkser in Tennessee. Um, could be a good pairing with, with Cole Komet. He's kind of a pure receiving tight end, not, not doesn't offer much as an inline blocker, but I would imagine his market is, you know, three to five million dollars per year. So no matter how you look at it, it is a deep free agent class. There may be not a lot of names at the top, but it is a very deep class. What you know about Ryan Poles and, and maybe from what you've gathered by asking other people, how do you expect this contract structure um, to be for him, you know, with certain free agents? Will we see a lot of, you know, one-year prove-it deals? Will we see a lot of deals where the Bears can get out of them easy? We know he's not going to hamstring the future and push a lot of dead money down um, the line, but what's kind of your feeling on what's going to go on or, or what have you been hearing on that? You know, I think every team's going to have an interesting approach this offseason. I think it's going to matter contract to contract, right? So if you wanted to go after a marquee guy, I think they're probably looking for a multi-year deal and want to get in that long-term assurance. But if maybe some some player doesn't feel the market's going their way, maybe a guy like DJ Chark, the wide receiver with the Jacksonville Jaguars, there were some rumblings that maybe he was going to go for a shorter-term deal. I think those are the guys they could go after. I know this example might scare folks because he did not have a good season in 2021, but a guy like a Will Fuller or last offseason, who was coming up a strong year, but did unfortunately get suspended at the end of the season. This market did not flush out. He took a one-year $10 million flyer with the Miami Dolphins. I think they could try to get into some of those conversations with guys that, you know, test the open market, aren't loving what they're hearing, and then are willing to come back to the table and take a reduced one-year flyer. But at the same time, I also could see them wanting to kind of plant their roots and bring in some culture-defining and culture-changing players. And maybe one name to keep an eye on there with that you know, the Ravens connection I mentioned with assistant GM Ian Cunningham is center Bradley Bozeman with the Baltimore Ravens. He's, I, I, said, I tweeted this out today, but the name I heard the most in Indianapolis was him. Everyone was talking about him. Everyone said there's a lot of buzz around interest with him. I think he's a guy, a center that you bring in that just anchors your entire offensive line. We've seen this recent trend with young quarterbacks who saw with Justin Herbert when the, when the Chargers signed Corey Lindsay to a big deal. We've seen this recent trend of teams getting their young quarterback a franchise center, if that is a thing. Um, and I think getting someone for Justin Fields, a guy that has played a lot of snaps, knows how to run an offense, could go a long way of just stabilizing this offense. Well, and kind of keeping on the offensive line here and kind of shifting over to offensive tackle, it sure doesn't sound like Ryan Poles has his left tackle on this roster right now. And it would be a lot easier if they had the number seven overall pick, which obviously they don't because of Justin Fields not complaining at all. But that leaves him in kind of a weird spot where you could throw Borum there. You could throw uh, Tevin Jenkins there. Okay. Are there any free agent options out there that one aren't going to break the bank, which is kind of an oxymoron when you're talking about franchise left tackles, but is there anybody out there who could make some sense for the bears and free agency? You know, it's a good point. I mean, we saw Cam Robinson, you know, get franchise tagged for a second time in Jacksonville. So like you said, it, it is rare. If you even want to call him a franchise left tackle, I think some folks wouldn't, but technically he's that back-to-back franchise tag. So, you know, he's arguably the definition of a franchise left tackle, but it is, it's a, it's a tough spot to navigate. I do think there are some names potentially more swing guys, but I do think guys you could trust to put there for a year. Uh, Morgan Moses is a right tackle, but did play a little bit on the left side for the Jets last year. He's a free agent. I think he's a name you could potentially look into probably aren't going to break the bank there um you know there's even some, some kind of further down the list guys like jerron christian former third round pick played with the houston texans last year kind of came in with all the injuries they were dealing with and played pretty well i think you could kind of get him on a 
you know, one or two year flyer, maybe two years, 10 million type deal. A guy that, again, you don't want to be the, the you know, the, the cornerstone of your offensive line, but but could bring some stability, could bring some experience, some veteran experience out of the offensive line. And, and best or worst case scenario, if they have a rash of injuries, again, you have solid backups. So Justin Fields doesn't have his head cut off. Switching over to defense, uh, you know, I think the Bears have a big need at, at finding another corner opposite of Jalen Johnson. Uh, they're switching, you know, to the 4-3 defense w- with Iberflus here. I'm looking at these free agents that, that, that could be out there, um, and a lot of them look like they're going to get a lot of money, and I don't think the Bears could be players in that situation. Who are some guys that maybe you think the Bears are going to target here um, at, at defensive back? Yeah, it's again where even these mid-tier guys, you know, I, I had some conversations this week with Char- about Charvarius Ward, the former Kansas City Chiefs, so I'm sure folks will connect him to polls, but, you know, I, I think he will definitely price himself out of Chicago. Um, you know, even a guy like Dante Jackson with the Carolina Panthers sounds like he is expecting a solid deal, um, you know, maybe 10 million more per year. And, and if you're looking for a number two corner opposite Jalen Johnson, I'm not sure you want to get into those weeds, but I think there's some solid veteran options as well. I, I think one name that sticks out to me with the Philadelphia Eagles connection to Ian Cunningham is corner Steven Nelson. He was brought in last year on a one-year flyer, was looking for a multi-year extension from the Pittsburgh Steelers. They opted to just cut him instead because they could not work something out, but still a solid player had a solid season playing opposite Darius Slay so is not a number one corner I think he could maybe be had on a one-year flyer or maybe give him a two to three year deal for I don't know six to eight million dollars per year and just raises the floor in terms of your outside cornerback room by a drastic margin well and kind of sticking on the defensive side of the ball one of the things that Brad Biggs threw out in his mailbag last week I think or maybe it was just 10 thoughts either way he talked about the fact that the Bears could look to trade one of Robert Quinn or Cleo Mack. And I know that kind of caused a lot of stir on Twitter, caused a lot of stir on social media as a whole. But I'm kind of curious from your perspective, obviously with Robert Quinn, I think in terms of money, he may make a little bit more sense to cut. But what would the mechanics be of trading or not cutting, sorry, trading either one of these guys, trading a guy like Khalil Mack. I mean, does it even make sense for the bears, even if they can get a second and a third round pick, does it really make sense for them financially to do so this year? You know, I really don't think it does. They, they've restructured his contract, I want to say, three times now since he signed that massive six-year deal um, following his trade. And, and and there's just, like you said, financially, you're taking on such a massive dead cap burden that even if you do find a way to get a solid return, you know, I think you threw out the, the second and third round pick because of the Von Miller comparison. Frankly, ideally, you'd like to get more than that for a half-season rental, you know, even as good as Von Miller is. But I'm not sure that market's there. You know, I think at the end of the day, they brought in Matt Eberflus, and I think the, the selling point to him was, look, we got a lot to figure out. We're not going to hide that, but you can count on this. You have Robert Quinn and Khalil Mack as your edge rushers. If we get both of those guys healthy and on the field together, they could put up 30 sacks maybe between the two of them, and you can figure out the coverage unit. You can figure out your linebacker core and so on and so forth, figure out the interior of the defensive line, figure out pretty much everything besides them. But, but I do think the selling point is – you got those guys for the next, you know, let's say two years. Try to get as much as you can out of them and, and, and Justin Fields' rookie contract and, and figure the rest out. Kind of to build off of that, in your eyes, what does this roster look like in, let's say, you know, two to three years? I mean, I, my prediction, I think we're going to see a lot of turnover. Um, a lot of players won't be here. Uh, what's your kind of prediction for that moving forward? Yeah, I'm with you 110% there. I, I think it'll look like, um, mostly Ryan Poles draft picks of the next couple of years um, with, you know, Justin Fields, Darnell Mooney and Jalen Johnson. 
Outside of that, I think every single player on the roster may no longer be there. I mean, look, I think Tevin Jenkins and Larry Borum, they're not going to just kick them away just because, you know, they didn't draft them. I'm sure they will stick by them, try to develop those players, see where they can put them on the offensive line. Maybe that's not left tackle and right tackle, but even if it's, you know, right tackle for Tevin Jenkins, right guard for Larry Borum or something like that, I think they will try to keep those guys in the fold. But I think it is going to be a drastically different roster. I mean, just like we saw when Ryan Pace came in, he's going to want to turn this thing over, get a new look at the team, um, and and really just shape them in his image, which I do not think uh, is what he inherited. That's that's for sure, man. Ryan Pace, and we've all had talks about this. Ryan Pace did a phenomenal job of completely ruining this roster over the last few years with the desperation moves that he made. And I kind of want to transition a little bit more into – the broad spectrum of free agency and one name that has really stuck out to me that it just, it, it feels like these guys are getting paid to throw out his name, but then you just continue to hear it and you continue to hear it. What is your take on Mitchell Trubisky? One, where do you think he ends up? And two, what kind of contract do you think he's really looking at? Cause it sounds like some people are saying anywhere from 10 or 15 million a year, uh, depending on what goes on. You know, it does seem realistic to me. I agree with you, obviously, with our Chicago Bears background. I think we all took the the initial tweets and stories with a grain of salt. Uh, the first one was from Jeremy Fowler at ESPN. And I kind of, you know, as I was reading it, I, I, like you said, I mean, I'm not trying to call anyone out, but I said, hey, did someone call in a favor here? What's kind of the deal? But but I'll tell you, I went out to Indianapolis and, and all my coworkers had the similar conversations. There's a lot of buzz there. You know, I think you know, I, I will say part of it was because everyone thought there were no trades actually available. And of course, we saw Russell Wilson go to the Denver Broncos today. But that being said, let's say hypothetically, you know, Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr are not going anywhere. Jimmy Garoppolo just got his shoulder surgery today. So maybe he does stick at this point and, and a team is afraid to make a move there. I do. I think, you know, you look at Carolina, you look at Washington, you go down the list of teams that are desperate for quarterback. I think what he's going to do is like we saw last offseason with all these one-year flyers. So he's not going to sign some Teddy Bridgewater, you know, three years, $63 million like he signed with Carolina. But the one-year $10 million flyer that Ryan Fitzpatrick, that, of course, our, our good friend Andy Dalton signed, I think he'll get that, but for with the youth version, right? So still a one-year flyer, but he's 26 or whatever he is compared to, you know, 32 years old like and 39 like Ryan Fitzpatrick was. I do. I think it could be a one-year deal for around 14 to $16 million. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. 
what's going to be the biggest surprise in the NFL this free agency period, whether it's a cap casualty, a signing, uh, someone maybe getting big money that you didn't think would get big money. Uh, give us kind of a prediction or a guess here. It's a great question. I, mean, I think I did tip one off already with Bradley Bozeman. He, he was kind of, when I heard the numbers on him, you know, I was surprised at how big the, the, those deals were looking. Um, and I think Traverius Ward, I mentioned as well. Um, I, you know, I had some conversations in Indianapolis with folks who thought he could get in the range of 16 or $17 million per year, which I thought was a little bit crazy. Um, maybe it doesn't get that high, but you know, I, I think those are some names. I, I think for whatever reason, there, there was some trepidation coming into free agency about how the deals would play out, but based on early indications from a couple contracts we've seen so far, you know, Mike Williams, a notable example with his three years, 60 million. I do think we're going to see some guys get paid. I think I also mentioned Christian Kirkby is another name to keep an eye on. Um, I'm trying I want to give you guys a good nugget. I'm trying to think who I haven't mentioned already, but um, oh, I'll tell you what, a Chicago bear, James Daniels is okay. going to get a contract that I think bears fans might be surprised by. Oh, okay. See, that's, that's a good one because it ties in not only the NFL, but you know, the Chicago bears. Well, there you go. Good for him. Good for yeah. him. I mean, if that, if that's the case and you know, to a certain extent, I feel kind of, I feel kind of weird about the Bears letting go of a 24-year-old offensive lineman that they took in the second round. But at this point, I mean, you just have to trust Ryan Poles. So my last question to you is actually tied to Ryan Poles. Now, obviously, it's been a little bit since we've had you on the podcast. And, you know, it's been a pretty busy whirlwind of an offseason so far for the Bears. I'm curious just because you're kind of more involved with the front office stuff. You pay a lot more attention to that. You have a lot more connections into that. What was your overall take on the Bears hiring Ryan Poles? Yeah, you know, I'll tell you, be 110% honest, um, you know, I, I, I had the opportunity to ask around about him last offseason. He was a finalist with the Carolina Panthers for their GM job, so kind of got on my radar at that point. And the indications were, look, this guy is going to be a general manager in the very near future. And he was a finalist with three different clubs this year, one of them being in the NFC North, the Minnesota Vikings um, and so I think just based on that, it's hard to argue or hard to think and this isn't a very positive signing. But as time has gone on and I've spoken with more and more people, it's clear that, look, the guy is young, but he's also kind of wise beyond his years. So, you know, I think he has absorbed a lot in his time in Kansas City. And I know folks point to him being in just one building. But, you know, when he first got there, it was a Scott Pioli building, which is a New England Patriots tree. Then, of course, John Dorsey came in, which is the Ron Wolf tree out of Green Bay. You know, Chris Ballard also spent time there. So you probably get to learn a little bit about Hallis Hall in Chicago and how they operate before he moved on to Indianapolis. And then, of course, you know, Brett Veach and Andy Reid and, and that whole tree coming along at the, at the end of his time. So indications are he's kind of been able to absorb all of this and has kind of picked his favorite things and his favorite notes from each different building. But at the end of the day, I think, and I'll say this knowing it's going to cause some laughter, but I think it's genuine this time as opposed to a buzzword. I think they are going to collaborate and, and work together but they're actually going to do it. I think they want different types of people in the building that have different skill sets, that have different philosophies, different perspectives, and genuinely will argue with each other. I don't think there are a bunch of yes men in this front office. And I'll tell you, I think it was all yes men in the prior regime. My last question here to wrap things up is, is kind of off that. And, and you and I have had conversations about this, but as much as you can say, Give us some insight um, into how important analytics are for this regime, because here in Chicago, you know, you've told me, I mean, they didn't have a very good analytics department before polls got here. It felt like they had the infrastructure in place and just, 
you know, didn't work out so well with Ryan Pace, but give our listeners maybe some insight onto the analytics and why they should be excited. Yeah. So the funny thing, you mentioned the infrastructure and it sounds like Hallis Hall and this whole remodel they did gave them the technological advancements to be one of the, you know, if they wanted to, one of the more advanced teams in the NFL, just because the resources at their disposal in this, you know, gorgeous new building are state of the art and is probably, you know, amongst the best in the NFL. But I'll tell you this. I spoke with a member of a different club's analytics team, and he he kind of quipped that folks think you have to be the Baltimore Ravens or the Cleveland Browns and hire seven or eight full-time staffers. He said, if you hire three full-time people to work in your analytics department, you can jump into the top 10 in the NFL in terms of the amount of research you're doing and stuff like that. So the Bears had one gentleman by the name of Brad Goldsberry, who was doing all the work by himself, had a focus on sports science, but I think was trying to do basically everything by himself. They've now brought in a coaching analytics staffer named Harrison Freed, who's the Miami Dolphins, who has a lot of positive reviews about him as well. And I'm not sure they're done. A lot of these, these contracts for these front office folks actually ended May. So after the draft, I think they can make even more moves and bring in more talent. But they are definitely going to explore all avenues, try to find edges. I can't promise they're going to be the Cleveland Browns, the Baltimore Ravens with, you know, these massive departments. But they're going to look into things. They're going to give the resources necessary to their staffers. Even their, their new cap guy, Matt Feinstein, actually has a background in a little bit of data and analytics and stuff like that. So they want smart folks in there. They're not afraid to, you know, be questioned, be challenged. Look, at the end of the day, if they want to, you know, fall back on their football expertise, they should by all means. But they're going to listen to other perspectives, and that can only mean good things. Sounds like, honestly, it sounds like this is going to be at least a different approach. Obviously, we have no clue if it's going to yield different results at this point, but the different approaches is definitely welcomed. And, dude, you know, I, I genuinely mean this. Like, Brad is is a fantastic resource for all football fans, but especially Bears fans having, you know, ties to to being a Bears fan and everything else. Uh, you know, give him a follow on Twitter. Uh, you know, follow his stuff on Pro Football Focus. He is outstanding. Has been for a long time with all the contract stuff. Uh, anytime I got a question, I always go to him with this kind of stuff. So, seriously, man, we really appreciate you, uh, you coming on. Uh, it, it, it means a lot, and it's, it's always great to talk to you. Yeah, thank you guys so much for having me. I second that, Brad. Uh, I always enjoy how you have a quick response to me. I, I ask you a ton of questions. I know I probably blow up your DMs, uh, but you literally have the answer for everything. So I, I do really appreciate that. And um, where can uh, everyone follow you on Twitter and read your work at? Well, that might be too far. Now you're, now you're putting me on the spot. I know <laughs> the answer for everything. I try, I try. But, uh, but yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at PFF underscore Brad. And, and of course, this this – off-season is my season, so I'm trying to put out as much as possible, and I do try to get back to folks as much as I can. Yeah, thanks so much, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you guys. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.